what huge thing is missing in the COVID conversation? That's what we're talking about today on Insights. Well, in my opinion, this is huger than huge, and yet it's gotten very little time among Christians in terms of us having this discussion. And what am I talking about? Specifically, I'm talking about COVID-19 and what is God saying through this pandemic? What is he doing in this pandemic? And then also secondly, which has even gotten less attention, is what is the father of lies doing right now today? through this pandemic, what's he attempting to accomplish? And so with our few minutes here, I want to drill down on both sides of this and very specifically, not right away, but soon in a few minutes, I want to drill down exactly on COVID-19 and what I see happening in both of those realms. There's much more to this discussion, but we're gonna cover what we can today. Now, in terms of why, why I feel the need of this, um, recently I was emailing with a, a physician out in Massachusetts and he was explaining, and, and by the way, he's a, a church leader as well as a medical doctor, and, uh, and he's saying, how come so few people are talking about what is God saying to us right now? It seems to be defaulting more of like how to get through it and then we can get back to normal, or ideas like, um, how can we focus on our own safety in terms of God protecting us during this time? And those are, uh, are valid questions and concerns, but the big one, what is God actually doing and saying right now? Um, that's what he was saying we, we need to address, and I agree. So let me unpack this a bit from the scriptures. Uh, you know, we see God doing things, accomplishing his purposes, and the enemy always attempting to try to do other things that are counter to that. So, for example, let's take one of the most intense moments of all human history, and that would be Jesus' arrest, going to the cross, and resurrection. We see Satan involved in all of it. It talks about Judas, who was right there at the table. Satan entered him. That's what the Gospels teach us. He was right there trying to do stuff. Judas gets bought off by the religious leaders of the day who want to get rid of Jesus with 30 pieces of silver and the enemy is all wrapped up into how this is going down. Okay, but as we move into Jesus' arrest, just before the crucifixion, Jesus acknowledges that he could have his father dispatch uh, uh, 12 legions of angels at his disposal and he could win, but he says this, he says in Luke chapter 22, but this hour and the power of darkness are yours. And he's looking at the people that are going to arrest him. They're being motivated by the power of darkness. This is a clear allusion to Satan himself. Satan is active. After the crucifixion, we, we can see in Matthew 28 that there's this lie propagated where the soldiers had come to the religious leaders and explained that Jesus was no longer in the tomb. They tell these soldiers a lie, propagate the lie, and in Matthew chapter 28, it says, um, and this story was widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. Jesus talked about a father of lies. Certainly humans could have come up with this plan, but there's this thing going on underneath uh, with the enemy, the father of lies, propagating lies. And we know this even more to be true in this passage because earlier, 
Jesus told the Pharisees, the religious leaders, that they were following their father, the devil. And this is just one specific example of how those religious leaders did that. So at the same time, we not only see the enemy active, but wouldn't we all agree that God is moving powerfully? Jesus says this is to fulfill the scriptures, meaning his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection. God's doing amazing stuff so that you and I can be in relationship with our heavenly father. This is stunning what God's accomplishing, but yet we still see Satan active at the same time. Now, I I want to just briefly touch on a few others just so that we're clear on this. Obviously, the Garden of Eden, God is there. It's bliss. It's glorious. Walking in the cool of the day with Adam um, was God's uh, activity. And, and yet, we see Satan comes. And Satan comes and tempts them and they have to leave the garden. It's both God accomplishing purposes and Satan is trying to do stuff at the same time. Another lesson in this is obviously Job. Both are active here. And in the book of Revelation, we see the veil pull back, so to speak. We can actually see what the demonic is doing and what God is doing. So again, it's not an either or. It's this both and throughout history. And we need to be alert. Peter says in 1 Peter 5 verse 8, to be on the alert because your enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He doesn't just say, well, sit back. God is sovereign. You don't need to do anything. He says, be alert because you could be devoured. You need to walk with Christ and be attuned to what the enemy is doing. So I think you get the point. So let's just jump into a few scriptures that show that God accomplishes his purposes, not just generally speaking like I've been talking about, but very specifically with a pandemic, with a pestilence, with COVID-19 and things like that. Let's specifically focus on this is who God is. I'm not going to dwell on 2 Chronicles 7, 13, which talks about God sending a pestilence for his purpose in verse 14, giving us a fourfold solution because I've talked about that over the last several weeks a number of times. But it's right there uh, is an example. But I want to highlight today Habakkuk chapter 3. Now, this is right in the, the tail end of a fairly common verse, um, which says, Oh God, in wrath, remember mercy. And that's what we want to be praying always, I believe, for our nation and world. But specifically during this COVID-19, that's a key takeaway, is, oh God, remember mercy in, in your wrath. And it says this as you go on in verse 4 of Habakkuk 3, it says, His, God's, radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand and there is the hiding of his power. So we see the splendor, the glory of God. This is amazing who God is, high and lifted up in verse 4. Verse 5 says this about God's nature. Before him goes pestilence and plague comes after him. Plagues and pestilence is part of what God does as he's lifted up high in glory. Now we're seeing our nation shaken through this, other nations shaken through this. Notice what verse 6 says. So we're keeping this all in context. The very next verse, God stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Have we been startled through all that's happened in the stay-at-home orders and possibly even knowing somebody that has passed away from COVID-19? We have been startled in our nation and as it says here, even across the whole world. And it goes on to say, yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapsed. His ways are everlasting. 
pestilence and plagues and all that we see going on here are part of what it says here are his ways and these are everlasting ways. And then very briefly before we get into more specifics here with our current situation, um, Jesus talked about that plagues and pestilence uh, will become more frequent when we get closer to his second coming. This is de described in Luke chapter 21 verse 11 and I hope that we can uh, talk about that more in future insights videos. But there's a whole part of this uh, pestilence plagues idea that is part of the end time scenario that I believe is a now message that we need to understand in the body of Christ today. So let's not look at COVID-19 like, oh, if we can just get through this, we're good to go, smooth sailing from there and on. Actually, if we are somewhere in proximity to Jesus' second coming, actually we can expect more pestilence slash plagues, difficulty. That is what Jesus taught that happens right before he returns. So I'm going to summarize uh, three areas that I believe that God is working in COVID-19, the areas where this is from him, his purposes are being accomplished. Now in a moment, I'll get to the whole simultaneous activity of what Satan is doing, the father of lies. But let's just focus here on, on some areas that I think where God is really working powerfully. First is I believe he's taken a harvest and people are coming to Christ. You know, whether we look at Greg Laurie, the pastor and evangelist out in California who's who's seen so many people come to faith during this time through his live streaming. Or I also think of a doctor that my wife and I know who um, flies out to New York City every weekend and, and takes shifts within the hospitals there. And she said in her own words that she has seen three to five people come to faith every shift. So praise God for her. And I know there's many other examples of seeing God using this to take a harvest. And let's be out there sharing our faith. So first, people come to faith. Clearly, God's will, I think he's using COVID-19. Secondly, I believe he's using this to cause the church to lift their eyes upward and say, are we really in alignment with God? Are we in the church first, the nation second? But first, are we uh, uh, in a straight plumb line with God in his will and purposes? You know, um, I've mentioned this before, but I just want to touch on it, that in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, Jesus confronts seven specific churches. And in five of those churches, there's specific sins that need to be addressed. He uses the word repent. In, in the first church, the church of, uh, of Ephesus, he says, you've left your first love and you need to come back to me. In the, in the fourth church, uh, Revelation chapter 3, the church of Sardis, he says, wake up, strengthen what was about to die. I mean, how many times have we heard, even long before COVID-19, that the church in America needs to wake up? I think that's part of what God is saying here, that message to the church of Sardis. And then the seventh and last church, the church of Laodicea, about being lukewarm. Uh, don't be so comfortable in your material lifestyle and that you don't think you need a thing, as Jesus says, is what's at the root of what's going on with the church of Laodicea. And he's saying, wake up again. He's saying, don't be lukewarm or I will spit you out of my mouth. So, so we see God, I believe, applying pressure so that we will come before him in a new way, a fresh way and look in our hearts at what's really going on. 
And then last, um, you know, not only has God taken a harvest, not only do I believe he wants to bring the church more in alignment with him so that we're prepared for future things, but third is that I believe he wants us in the church to see us as the answer to these kinds of national and global difficulties. In the Bible, God did not look to the government to take care of all of this stuff. Certainly, government can help to a certain degree. But in the Bible, whether we're looking at Numbers 16 or 2 Samuel 24 or other places, God raises up his people to respond to him and then he stops the, the plague or pestilence, uh, the pandemic. So, so God is clearly doing stuff. I think he's trying to teach us that as well. So now let's shift gears a bit. If that's what God is doing, at least three things that he's doing, I'm sure he's doing other things, but those three will be included, I think. Let's look at, so what is Satan doing? And again, Jesus identifies him as the father of lies. And I think that we need to understand how much he's lying to us right now in terms of the information that we get. And often this comes through the media. Now, I'm not saying that the media is somehow into the occult and Satan worshipers. What I am saying is that a lot of them don't know Christ and they wouldn't know how to discern this stuff in terms of what they're doing and how I believe the enemy ultimately wants to capitalize on these things. So here are the two areas. First, uh, Satan is working overtime to put fear in us, both in the church and outside the church, and that Satan is working overtime to silence the truth. He's the father of lies. He not only wants to bring lies forth, but he wants to silence the truth. Any voices of dissent, according to the going narrative, must be silenced. So I want to share some specific examples related to COVID-19 um, that, uh, that we could just look at, well, they're exaggerations or they're, they're putting things out of balance. But I'm rooting this. Actually, this is something that Satan is doing. It's part of his strategy to uh, hurt people. John 10, 10, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I believe this is part of how he's trying to do it in our nation through this pandemic. So first, we are getting bombarded by um, the deaths of COVID-19, the, uh, the, the extreme um, possible outcomes. The early models were showing that, that up to two to three million in this nation would be dead if we did not respond. These kinds of things that, that were just uh, moving us more and more fear. So even though we've shifted away from talking about millions dying in this country, and currently we're at about 80,000, but we've still um, every day hear these distressing reports and why we must stay in our houses and these kinds of things. And I believe that there's an oppression with this that is coming from the enemy. Now, if we live in a hot spot, of course, there's different things that we need to navigate um, than somebody that's not. But my point is, is that this has been over the top. Um, you might be familiar with Mark Levin and his uh, TV program, and he's a lawyer and, and he has a huge following. I, I believe part of that is the reason why is because he um, just is so balanced and so calm in his demeanor. And uh, I saw a YouTube clip of him not long ago, and he was just saying, you know, we're getting hit so hard every day with these COVID-19 deaths, but every year we have 650,000 Americans that die from heart disease. And he was trying to give perspective, like we're, 
have we overreacted or in what ways should we possibly be looking at this differently? He wanted to talk about cancer. 600,000 Americans die every year of cancer. And medical errors is, are 250,000. And we don't, you know, we don't close down all of our hospitals because of these medical errors. And yet, yet here we are with not even 100,000 deaths in COVID-19. Alzheimer's, 121,000. Now I've got these statistics up on the screen. I hope you can see those. And there's more there that I'm not reading. But my point is, is, uh, is I'm very much in agreement with Mark Levin. If we got hit every day. This is how many people died of heart disease and this and this. We would all be in this wild panic. It's like in comparison, we can have a healthier perspective. I believe that the father of lies is at the at the center of this. Now we might say, well, the media just wants more viewers or to sell news, more newspapers or whatever. Bad news sells. Okay, I've mentioned that before. That may be true, but this is over the top in terms of the actual numbers, the actual data, and I'm gonna use their language, the actual science and what we have chosen to do. You know, we don't talk about the original models anymore because they were either wrong or misinterpreted. But those original models are the reasons why we closed everything down. Those original models are why we're having these stay-at-home orders so broadly. Every state, one size fits all, close everything down. This is part, I believe, of what the enemy is trying to do, to take away our freedoms and to overreact and to live in fear. Um, you know, let's go further here with the science and the data because that seems to be the, uh, the need of the hour. Well, um, in one website, World Ometer, they have been tracking very carefully the, the COVID 19 cases as well as the deaths, just similar to how Johns Hopkins University, which I've quoted on these insights videos many times, that their numbers are very close to each other. And at Worldometer, they explain this, that 98% of the confirmed cases worldwide, 98% are mild. That's the exact word they use meaning you're not looking at hospitalization and ventilators and death. 98% of those that are diagnosed are mild. 2% are in serious condition. Have you heard that from the news? Now let's back up because this is even more helpful when we look at the big picture. Here's the big picture. 80 to 96% of people they never are confirmed cases. I'm talking about 80 to 96% of the people that actually contract the virus. They never are confirmed cases because they uh, were either asymptomatic, no symptoms, or they were minimally symptomatic and they didn't even need to go to a doctor, get tested or anything. So here we've already removed between 80 and 96% of the sample size because they're not even being tested and they've already had the virus. That should encourage you, the truth should encourage you. Now of that remaining 20 to 4% because uh, of what Worldometer is saying, that the remainder of that, you take that group, 98% of that group, they are having mild conditions. They're not in the serious zone. So as we start with the whole population and then we realize that 30% never, never get it, then we, then we realize that of those that get it, 80 to 96% are asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic. Now we're down to that final 20 or 4%, but 98% of that only experience a mild condition. So why 
are we overreacting and panicking like we are now again there are hot spots i don't mean to minimize that we have to approach things differently there but overall it seems like the enemy has tried to capitalize on the fear of uh, of what's going on in our nation now in terms of the enemy not only wanting to uh to propagate lies I believe he also wants to silence the truth. In other words, no more dissenting voices. And hasn't that been a scary thing when that's happened throughout the world history? Now, um, Dr. Dan Erickson, um, he's a practicing physician in uh, Kern County in the Bakersfield, California area. And he and his partner, Dr. Artin Masihi, they were interviewed by the local news and it got uh, out on the news there, but then it got put on YouTube. And because they were saying things that were not in line with the going narrative, which is that this is the worst thing ever we need, we need to lock everything down right now, they were explaining some other data that they were seeing as practitioners on the field. So again, these, this is not an ivory tower situation. This is not somebody that's just looking at the data in their office. These are people working with patients every day. And they came across very humble, very believable, and they were saying that, uh, that, that essentially, that the numbers, the data, the science does not show that we should be taking these severe lockdown measures as we should be. Now, again, in hot spots, we do need to lock things down or make different choices. But again, he was talking about in their county, it did not make sense. And I would say that's true of the county that I live in, in Michigan. But anyway, Dr. Erickson and Dr. Masihi, their video was pulled off of YouTube. And I want to also... Um, uh, mentioned because it's not just him but there's many others that, that this kind of thing has happened to where the truth is silenced um, that uh, that we've seen this kind of thing in other realms and very specifically hydroxychloroquine with zinc with azithromycin together could really be a solution that patients could take early on and it could be the the COVID-19 virus could be resolved quickly now um, if you want to see the whole article, you can go to forerunnersofamerica.org, but I'm going to be reading a brief piece from an article that Forerunners staff member Tim Zebel wrote. It's the most recent one. You can go to Forerunners of America and find this article about when big tech causes the truth to stumble. And the truth stumbling is a metaphor from Isaiah 59. But Tim explains that um, YouTube censored posts by the Brazilian president because he had said this, there is no coronavirus vaccination or highly effective medicine, but I still think hydroxychloroquine is quite effective. It will make the virus disappear quickly. Now, of course, he's a president. He's not a medical doctor either, most likely. However, he has his trusted advisors. He's talking to his doctors and medical team. That's what he's hearing. So there seems to be uh, stuff going on here that is exactly what the father of lies would want because the father of lies, according to John 10, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If hydroxychloroquine with zinc, with azithromycin can be the solution that so many have said it can be, then, um, then this is again something that the enemy would want to push down. So in closing, we can say that, um, that this is not how Satan works. Satan would not try to twist the science or cause the media to pump things up in such a way that we'd all get confused. However, my response would be, this is exactly 
how Satan works. To the non-discerning eye, it just looks like people being people and things unfolding in a messy way. But I believe that the Bible teaches us that there's a father of lies and we must combat lies with the truth and expose where the enemy is active. And just to kind of remove us out of the, the, like the intensity of the moment of what's going on in our nation, let me give an illustration where this exactly has happened in our nation, where the enemy basically put everything under his lockdown, his viewpoint. I worked in campus ministry for many years, and I was on public universities, large universities, and across the board, over time, uh, our father of lies was able to explain to everybody that evolution is the answer and that creation should not even have a place. It should not even have a voice within the university. Now, you probably, like me, have seen the reports over many years of good faculty members, professors, PhDs, that were removed out of the university because they believe in something called intelligent design, which is not pushing the Bible per se, but it's saying, look, we're, we're looking under the telescope or we're looking out in the universe. There's a design to this. We think there was an, an intelligent designer behind this, and that would be God, whatever God you want to believe in, that would be God. Intelligent design is not, for the most part, allowed to have a voice in the world of higher education in America. So that would be another example of how we see that the enemy can take things and twist them. And I believe that that is exactly what the enemy is trying to do right now in COVID-19.